This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Welcome to the Passion People Podcast. This is your host Naga. In today's episode, we are in conversation with Yogesh, who is a behavioral scientist. We touch upon a lot of macro topics and things that are happening in the world, from fake news, how to how to make decisions, how to take control of your time, how to be more conscious, self-awareness. And in case you're wondering how all of this connects back to passion or the Passion People Podcast, Yogesh's passion is people. and a lot of the work that he does involves working with people and that's what our conversation today is about as someone just interested to know how to be more deliberate in decision making or as someone who's interested to know how you can chart out a path that involves your passion i think our episode covers a ton of ground because we talk of a lot of fundamental aspects that are a prerequisite for you to to be able to follow your passion do tune in to the episode and share your reviews your thoughts and your feedback because it's going to go a long way in making the podcast better and do consider leaving a rating or a review in your favorite podcasting platform so that it can help more people find the podcast the last thing i want to say before we start off is that if there's just one favor i can ask you our listener is that please tell at least one person you know at least one individual around you in your friend circle your family your friends whoever it is about the passion people podcast and see if they can derive value from it as we try to expand our listener base and grow your contributions would make a huge impact for us on to our conversation Yogesh first of all thank you so much for making time uh, to be on the Passion People podcast uh, I think it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show thank you um I'm glad we are we are having this conversation now this is holiday season and uh, I'm happy to be talking with you awesome a good place to start I think would be if you can just give us, our listeners a quick background about yourself and uh, what your passion is Sure um I I guess like a lot of people listening to to this podcast like I I I'm I'm guessing the little of what I know of yourself um I am defined for <clears throat> excuse me for the most part by my passion um and whilst at a specific and a micro level these passions can can be named you know they they might be books or they might be travel the the one undying um for the most part unquestioned and taken for granted passion in my life has been people okay um um i i guess if i call myself people lover it will make a lot of people cringe because <laughs> i i guess it is something you say right out of the gate but for what it is worth and it is with a fair amount of hindsight bias but when i look back at the small and the big decisions that i've made in my life or that have uh, happened choicelessly depending upon which divide or which side of the divide you come from a lot of these decisions have been informed by people people are my choice of person billionaires don't make me envious backpackers do <laughs> um, and um, uh, i i find that uh, my the most intrinsic motivation that i have for the work that i do whether it is writing whether it is public speaking whether it is behavioral science 
the 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 thread that connects all of them is people. Okay. So, yeah. There you have it. It's people. That's the that's the big passion. Okay. So how how are you making this passion manifest? Ah, that's a that's a wonderful question. Um, so I I I guess um, I I I sometimes consciously, sometimes unwittingly, sometimes by serendipity, um, work at intersections that marry engagement with people with things that call out to me the most. So. So whether it is writing, uh, um, I do short and long form writing uh, with a view to engage with people and you know gently uh, ask of myself and of of them and the universe questions uh, that uh, that one might not otherwise ask in the humdrum of daily life and in the humdrum of professional and personal accomplishments that that we are pursuing. Uh, that manifests uh, by way of of public speaking, which is which constitutes a large part of uh, of what is I guess quote unquote a day job that I hold, which um, which is speaking to people, uh, uh, and sometimes which includes you know uh, uh, heckling them in unsolicited ways about pursuing their passion. Right. Um, so and that also manifests uh, in in creating ecosystems in micro in creating micro ecosystems and macro ecosystems. So we work with organizations, governments, uh, citizens, citizenry, uh, and and try to curate ecosystems in which certain behaviors become automated and certain behaviors become incentivized. Uh, so it can be like if you, if you, for instance, if you want to promote organ donation or if you want to promote. Um, people to save more or people take to take care of their health more one way is to say that it's a skill issue it's a, it's a willingness issue but given that how much how little bandwidth we have for these things increasingly we are much better off curating it within the ecosystem so that people start responding subliminally automatically mm-hmm. to those incentives so those are two or three ways uh, uh, in which this this is manifest that is not to say it's making a meaningful difference but uh, I mean, at, at at best, I guess I can say that that is that is the attempt. That's a sincere attempt. Right. Yeah. Right. You 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 spoke about questions that you want uh, people to ask themselves and others. Of of myself and of, then of yeah, yeah, and, and the like others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you want do you want to tell us a couple of these what 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 these questions typically are like and uh, you know on on what on what grounds they are? Sure. I mean, like. like I guess more than sort of original questions. I, I I guess you know, and I'm very grateful for this that I that I had the time, the latitude, the bandwidth to to be able to remind myself of this. Like so, for instance, one big question is the why question, and this can be a big bang why question as to what why am I doing what am I doing at a you know at a at an existential level. But this can also be like why am I doing this podcast and uh, uh, asking yourself that why. Uh, uh, not again. I mean, not not necessarily from from a from a rebellious standpoint, but in terms of understanding your own intrinsic motivations, um, uh, from a view to like expanding self awareness. Like I I think the meta goal, one of the meta goals that I have for myself, is 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 to spend the rest of the time that I have left on this universe increasing my self awareness. And I I find that just asking this question, which which very obvious right under your nose. And perhaps that's why it's so difficult. Uh, asking the why make you know gives me a fuller understanding of 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 who I am, 
uh, where am I going and why am I going to be that I am. Right. And I think embedded in 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 those questions are nudges that come from the universe. If you if you if you are willing to you know listen in, and it is a function of asking that why, where the universe then starts speaking to you as to you know what are the directions in which you want to take. Right. It is when you do not ask that why question, for instance, that you are, as you were, you know, speaking before we started recording, uh, like you were saying, we, we can sometimes slip into the zombie mode, uh, which is also aspirational in some ways, I guess. But um, but yeah, that the why question, I think, I guess, would be one example. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Where you have reached hmm. right now hmm. in uh, is. while you say it's a function of the nudges of the universe and uh, uh, the the fort- the fortune that you've had in order to get here right they're also a function of a lot of conscious decision making over the past decade decade and a half right do you want to take us maybe rewind the clock and uh, you know uh, turn back time and just reflect a little bit on how uh, the past years have contributed or how your decisions have contributed to where you are today sure i mean i i i guess uh, uh i the 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 easiest and the most default um way of answering uh, a question such as that would be to say that i i have gotten where i have why are the conscious decision making uh, that i have done and, and for sure there have been a few conscious decisions and i and i have to talk about them and yet uh, and this is not coming from a place of uh, 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 of of modesty or even humility but entirely from a place of gratitude because I've seen enough to know that those decisions could have landed me in a very different place too, and therefore the gratitude, and therefore to say that this has been a, a grander cosmic design. So this is not. I mean, I, so so for instance, I, I I want to be for my for for my own sanity, I want to be able to call my own bluff for as much time as I can, uh, for me to not lose that plot, right? right? Um, so 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 if you like if. from a, from a, from a plot point of view from a design point of view from a narrative point of view sure there have been a few decisions like for instance right in the deep of the 2010 recession uh which was when i i held a management consulting job um i had this minor epiphany where i realized i was falling in love with money and and, and for sure I, you know i i don't want to I, i don't want to sound like a like a money snob and say you can get or you know uh, and say that you can get get without my money is an extremely important hygiene factor uh i just did not want the other forms of wealth to be denied to me which at that point of time were coming at the at the cost of being focused on this one yeah. form of wealth so that decision to to kind of opt out of the system to opt out of that strain of capitalism uh was perhaps you know one one fork in the road or one turn in the road uh that has led uh let let me hear there have been other decisions so for instance um uh, like i um i i genuinely believe in the last like maybe four or five years um uh i i try to have as many conversations as i can or, or most conversations that i do as an agendaless conversation um um i i i guess all of us today experience a sense of violation even if we may not have the vocabulary to to articulate it or or to even register it we feel a sense of violation about the amount of selling that is happening around us 
whether it is on the internet through banner ads, whether it is you know multi-level marketers uh, who are, like I, I, for instance, I believe the, the the easiest way to get your family to hate you is to become a multi multi-level marketer. <laughs> uh, <coughs> um, so, I, 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 and I mean to a point, to a point where, and it would be funny if it weren't as as much a tragedy. Where, for instance, you may proclaim to be a lover of cricket or classical music. Or, or road trips or whatever and we find that when we are having a conversation like if you and me are having if you were friends and we were having a conversation about about road trips for instance it, it is interesting for me to see how quickly that conversation devolves or degenerates into which road trip is better than what road trip like if you're not selling an idea product or uh, uh, or service you're definitely selling an opinion <laughs> and how much selling that there is <laughs> everywhere uh, and that 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 being another conscious decision, one that I guess I mean, if you want to say, if I, if I want to put it like that, one that I'm proud of, that uh, which is, I, I I trust the conversation to go into any logical decision, which is supposed to be the destiny of that conversation. But I'm entirely happy to play it by the ear, to be present uh, to that moment, to be present to the magic of that this another human being which is right in front of me, mm-hmm. and see where that goes. And I, see, I also, I mean, when I say this, I see that that this is this is a massive privilege that I have, because my work allows me to have these conversations, and then the law of averages ensure that some of those conversations materialize into work that can be monetized. And so I'm I'm, I'm calling out my privilege, and even so, uh, I I think there is a strain of consciousness embedded there, which is about, you know, this uh, uh, sort of making uh, being present to the moment and to the person and not having uh, a end a takeaway something where you want to reach at the end of it right yeah in terms of being being aware of the moment and you know uh, being true to the person that you're with and especially in in today's world where um, attention spans are decreasing right people are um, People are distracted, unfocused, and stuff. So, what is that something that we can do to, uh, you know, maybe improve our uh, mindfulness? Is is that the right uh, term to use? Sure. I mean, um, much as I guess mindfulness, to no one's uh, surprises, is a, is the new black and it's much <laughs> abused <laughs> word. Uh, but I, I just want to pick on the first part of your question, and you know, we, we speak about being distracted and instant gratification and low attention spans. One thing that that's not spoken as much of, uh, and that might be worth our while considering, is continuous partial attention (CPA). Okay. Which is that, while on the one hand, uh, you know, if a book or a television show or or a movie does not give you a shot of incestuous dopamine in the first few seconds. You will not suffer it anymore, which is sort of a well-known and well-documented fact. What is what is sort of just as chronic and widespread, but perhaps not as um, not as fervently vocalized, is is the business of continuous partial attention, which is that no matter where you are, no matter where you find yourself, and this goes back to, to, to in some ways to the answer to the previous question, which is that you know no matter where you find yourself. You see that some part of your bandwidth is elsewhere. Like the battery, if you want to use that metaphor and if you want to torture the, the, the mobile phone metaphor, the battery only charges to a maximum of 60%. Right? 
40% of the bandwidth is, is either uh, at a friend's wedding that you need to attend next month or uh, a party that you were at last week or somewhere else. Um, and I think as, as much of a, um, a challenge as, as uh, reduced attention span is, I think continuous partial attention is sort of a significant long-term challenge. Cal Newport talks about it uh, uh, in a very meaningful way in his book, Deep Work. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess the prescriptive answer to, to your question in, in some ways is that uh, um, uh, the the intention, like the intention that I would hold for myself in in, uh, in in a in a time like today, is that how can I get to a place where I simply simply control more of my time, uh, not how I want to be more mindful, not um, um, uh, uh, how 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 uh, I can get you know to a place of enlightenment, but the one sort of practical, very very. Uh, uh, out there, very obvious question. I would, I would, I would want to ask of myself uh, every day uh, for as many days as I can. Is how can I control more of my time? Because that fundamentally informs how much bandwidth you have to ask every subsequent, consequent question, whether meaningless or not. Uh, and and that is why I think it is more unfortunate uh, than something that is that is a like a wetting mistake or right? something that you know it is not that people don't want to ask these questions. It's just that we have been either by way of conditioning, either by way of stimulus that there is in the world today. We have gotten ourselves to a point where we 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 believe that asking these questions itself at best is an indulgence and at worst a travesty, right? Uh, so. I don't want to be sitting on this high horse judging people because, you know, obviously there is a very, very well-oiled machine, the, whether it's the meritocracy bogey, whether it's the capitalism machine, uh, which, which, which kind of, you know, like this, this whole, so, so for instance, like let's just zoom out. Most of the people who are listening to this podcast would maybe resonate with this or find this aspiration, which is that I want to work very, very hard from Monday to Friday. And because I've worked, and how do I define Having worked very hard, I've spent maybe 12, 13, 14 hours at the workplace, two, two hours, three hours commuting, right? And then which makes me believe that I have now earned the right to be decadent over the weekend. <laughs> um, and I, I, I don't come at this, I don't, I'm not, I'm not arriving at this place from a, from, from a point of superiority. I, I, you know, I, I want to ensure that, uh, that this gets articulated. But the point is that when you've had that kind of a week, then you possibly cannot be at a space where you're going to say, oh, you know what, uh, this weekend I want to be able to spend some time reflecting. I, I want to be able to introspect. Because those two days you just need to decompress. Recharge. Just decompress. And then what? Then then Monday morning looms, and then Monday morning blues, and then hashtag Monday morning blues on Twitter and so on and so on. So on. <laughs> um, that's it. Right. So the first, the first thing is how can you, this, this time that we've relinquished wittingly and unwittingly, how can we regain control of our time? And that's the starting point. And whatever works for you, whatever is your choice of opium, whatever works for you, you've got, you've got to get and say, and today, I mean, more, more than at any other time in, 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 in recent, uh, uh, in, in recent decades or you know in recent civilization you have a choice whether it's the gig economy whether it is choosing to to you know uh, 
uh, to work part time, whether it's working working for two or three years and taking a gap year, like you were alluding to yourself. There are ways and means to be able to do it. You know, because eventually, the, this business of hours and minutes and seconds, this is a human construct, and it's so easy to forget it. Like we've we've created this. We've said that an hour is made of sixty uh, uh, sixty minutes. Uh, and 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 the second is made of uh, and and a minute is made of sixty seconds, and to know that you have a choice every once in a while, if not for longer, every once in a while to step out of this construct to get to a place where you where you, where you see this requires you to have paradoxically that time. Yeah. Right. John Keats said this very beautifully. Uh, the world is full of beautiful things, magical things, waiting for your senses to get sharper. And the one thing we can all agree on today is that our senses are not getting sharper. Our, our senses are getting duller, uh, not maybe of our own doing, but there we are. True, true, and <laughs> especially the senses getting duller part. I think uh, we there's an assault happening on there's, on our senses. Uh, assault right? is the word. <laughs> there's a dulling of the senses. Um, you feel. You feel overstimulated and tired at once, right? Because you're not able to respond because you know you because of the uh, aforesaid assault, and like the the amount of symbolism that there is, right? The fact that a like on Facebook gives you a nice afterglow. You, it feels that you've done your bit for towards saving the world, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, like there, there there's many there's many strands to it, like. And another sort of very digressionary or almost tangential thing is that uh, the the tightness with which we are holding stuff, uh, you know, uh, by di- by tightness I mean how many uh, things that we think cannot be questioned, like the lightness of touch, which is which is absent, uh, and it, it it is it is in some ways parallel to the to the time construct. You can opt out of a lot of things if you so want to. Without a great personal cost to yourself, uh, the challenge or the question is: um, Do you want that badly enough? Right. Um, you don't. You know. You, like one of the things we see is that whether it is Paul Kalanidhi's when breath becomes air, or you see the, the the great non-fiction works that have come out in the last five or ten years, they all come out as a consequence of a great personal tragedy. In Paul Kalanidhi's work, in in case Paul Kalanidhi's case, it was cancer. He was a, he was a doctor in, in this beautiful book. Uh, there was Randy Bosch who wrote a beautiful book towards the end of his time. The point I'm trying to make is, you don't need a life-altering. You should. You need not wait for a life-altering event, a big tragedy in your life, to suddenly realize how precious this life is. Right. You don't need that because this is. This is it. Like the fact that you you already won the lottery, you don't need to do anything else. Now just try and you know make the universe feel the full force of your freaking power. That's it. Don't let anything come in the way of it. Right. And yeah, enough said, I guess. No, please continue. Uh, no, so so that's that's what I mean. That that there are ways and means to be able to get to a place where. Um, um, you can, you can make more conscious, deliberate decisions, and then those decisions, if you trust that process enough, will lead you to, will lead you to a place where you need to be. Right. Yeah. 
one of the things that uh, restricts us from making those decisions at the speed at which they're supposed to be taken right is the uh, information overload and uh, information overload both uh, uh, from uh, from the people around us and as well as the sources of information and uh, given uh, given the society that uh, that we stay in currently is that uh, we don't know what's authentic and what's fake right so given this backdrop uh, is there anything that we can do uh, to kind of sharpen our uh, decision making prowess yeah sure i mean so, so th- this is actually a question that 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 informs a lot of the monetized work that we do like so my day job really is about you know helping organizations people come and work with habits decision making and stories right and the, the 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 piece that you speak about about information overload like so if you want to create uh, an allegory or a metaphorical equivalent today for instance consuming information online is like um drinking water from a fire hose to keep yourself hydrated right how do you think that's going to pan out like if you have a fire hose to keep no yourself hydrated sorry no doubt about no that no doubt and 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 so therefore i guess what you be want to, and th- to be honest i i i like i've had this challenge um uh, for a very long period in in, in life and i like for instance until 7 years back or 6 years back i used to subscribe to seven newspapers like i mean my my definition of uh, fomo was not 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 being at a party but like just not knowing what's happening in the world i it was a very important part of my identity that i wanted to you know i aspire to cultivate it's just being all caught up and this was and, and i'm talking seven years back before the big onslaught of social media and and 24 hours um you know uh networks came in and i guess at some point you realize that um uh, you can you can be all caught up without having to be turned on at all times like you can opt out um for 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 a period of time and then by by choosing to consume information from sources uh or uh, that are that are that are more trustworthy that are authentic and i guess in 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 that sense we are at a slightly better place today than we were even maybe 12 18 months back because well you know the the scourge of fake news was at its peak in the wake of the 2016 presidential elections in the us and and things got sortedly worse uh, uh for for a year but now there are warriors online there are people this you know uh whether it be be in, in the us be it in india there are journalists there are sources who are taking it on and it's not very difficult to find them i don't want to be naming uh, uh specific news sites at this point of time because you know i, I don't want to be seen as endorsing anyone but it it, it is out there and it, it it is maybe one click away for you to find out what is trustworthy uh and what is clickbait it's not very difficult so in that in that sense we are at a better place at the end of 2018 when when we were even in like 2017 uh you can make that choice right. a b so one is accessibility two i think it's not very expensive either like even if you are just a college grad starting out after your degree and you know um you can i think for as little as 500 rupees a month which is what you spend on an evening out at a very middle level place in, in a city like bangalore for 500 600 rupees a month you can define 
what are the kind of podcasts you are listening to what is the kind of news that you want to consume etc so it's it is easier uh, because that problem has been understood so i mean the problem is a problem so long as it's not understood as a problem but now that the problem has been understood there are organizations who are taking it head on right. like for instance i find that new york times uh uh, uh, uh gives me with or even new yorker uh gives me such a wide sweep of high quality writing uh and all i really need to do is you know spend maybe half hour 45 minutes uh, or uh, <coughs> increasingly startups in india the ken for instance uh, so there are ways in which you can you can you, you know you can look at better sources to be uh, uh, able to consume uh, content from right. i think that's an interesting point that you made in terms of the amount of money that uh, we need to be spending on this right yeah, yeah because yeah. Uh, we often tend to lose perspective of it because we are so used to uh, getting things for free on the internet and that uh, uh, we generally veer towards that direction the uh, the thing that we don't uh, keep in mind is that uh, free is a function of ad revenues and yeah. that uh, uh, ad revenues are uh, driven by clickbait news articles as against authentic well researched uh, original content for which people need to be paid for absolutely i mean i i guess it's now cliche to say that if it is free then you are the product i guess mm-hmm. right it's it's been said yeah. often enough in and in, in enough forums I, i i guess like one one strain of this conversation that that might be worth exploring is that other than the fact that they are clickbait and they're ad driven and 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 the rest of it which is so well known it's also about how outrage has become our currency of choice increasingly like uh, i'm not a part of a lot of whatsapp groups but i'm 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 a part of a few groups and you know made up of populated by very intelligent people and i guess in in some ways uh, what 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 one what 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 one sees and i i i i see it more not from a judgmental point of view but from more from a self preservation point of view because i want to you know i i i think skepticism is great but cynicism is 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 first a disease that will kill you and will eat you whole so from from that point of view what i see is that uh, it is very hipsterish and it is very cool or, or or let me put it this way it's actually very uncool uh, in a lot of forums online to believe that the world is in a good place today right um and the the only thing that leads to dopamine rush for a lot of us for a lot of super intelligent people uh is the only thing that gives us a rush of dopamine is outrage like we our, our senses have dulled to a point where we are not able to respond to anything else other than outrage right uh which is a tragedy because if if you torture uh data enough it will confess to any story right and on both sides of the table and you know more people have done stellar work to to make this point better than i do right now uh, steven pinker's book enlightenment uh now is talking about how in so many 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 metrics where the world is in a much better place and who's to argue that one death is worse than 500 deaths or not right so i mean yeah. there's obviously a tragedy happening you cannot be wise on all counts all said and done so other than the fact that uh when when you are looking for you know stuff for free to 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 kind of you know come back to that point uh, other than the fact that it's media driven etc a lot of it is just designed to instigate you yeah 
and that is as much as a tragedy if not a greater tragedy than the fact that it is just free and you know i can i can ignore uh, what what the banner ad is and i you know i i, I can choose not to look at it but how can i how can i hold up or how can i fight against the continuous assault of news that is only designed to tell me how deficient um uh, uh how uh, devastatingly uh decadent or how um um you know how depraving or debilitating the world is yeah like there was a lot of these there but uh, the, the news is designed uh, and i think that's the far greater tragedy because then you, you grow up with a fractured view of the world i mean all right. of that is true but that is what if it is, there is only 1% i mean that there are all kinds of statistics right malaria kills more people than terrorists we 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 know all of that but the challenge is that they have infected us enough the uh, the, the the powers that we have infected us enough for us to know that the world cannot be redeemed right uh and uh, yeah and 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 it, it, it this is something that i see a lot which is that uh, uh we don't seem to it, it is almost as so for instance right like i may not subscribe to the right wing but the fact that uh if there is like for instance when there were the floods or whenever whenever there is a natural calamity in the country the rss and their because of the the, the very very robust ground networks that they have they spring to action very very quickly okay if i cannot call that out and appreciate that then i'm missing in my holistic understanding of the world unfortunately a lot of people a lot of us believe that if i say that the rss did stellar work with the chennai floods or the kerala floods it 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 apparently seems that i am condoning what they did with with the riots somewhere else which is not the case i mean a man can be a great father and a murderer at the same time virat kohli can be a great batsman and perhaps the worst uh, player of all time it, it, these are realities that can coexist the only right. thing that is plural about the only thing that is singular about it through that it is plural right so i guess that's the greater uh, uh, that 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 is about as great a challenge as as the clickbait nature the fact that you know the world is designed to make you feel uh, less than uh, um less than sufficient right in, in many ways yeah right uh one of the one of the uh, one of the strains of thoughts that i was exploring earlier in the conversation was around uh, taking control of your time or realizing that uh, realizing <coughs> that time is valuable uh, can, can you just expand a little bit more on that because i believe that uh, once you have the time to reflect or once you have the time to think about what what it is that matters to you hmm. and uh, essentially which is what a lot of our listeners are doing with the podcast right, right. because they they taking control of time back and they trying to figure out what they want to do and how they go about it right so how uh, it, so how does one kind of start developing uh, that awareness of the fact that you know this is the amount of time that i'm squandering away or uh, how do you start um, distancing yourself from the toxic uh, work environment that exists today where uh people where the number of hours they worked as a badge of honor hmm. right it's i guess in some ways it is it is a quest it is a question uh you know the if i give i i'm i'm apprehensive of giving an intellectual answer to this question because uh, that intellectual answer subsumes or assumes 
that there are other things that are present in that ecosystem for a person to be able to act meaningfully from there so i i think like first you you just need to find yourself in a place where there is enough enough providence like the ecosystem um uh needs to have people uh, uh who call their own bluff whether or not they call your bluff right so it like it really helps uh to to be able to look at people and um so it's, it's, it's interesting like one of the things that I, that that that, uh, that that interests me a great deal is that how much we end up becoming like our teachers uh and i want to slow this down a little bit and uh because of course i mean teachers in the traditional sense of the word which are people who taught us uh, in informal and informal way but also teachers who you consider as teachers from a distance like at a writing level there are many many people who i consider as my teachers i've never even met them i've only read their work but i i find that aspirational and what i've seen is that in phase big and small over many many years i start channeling that behavior subliminally right and i think if 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 i can have a moment of indulgence uh here which is why like for instance i thought that when barack obama was president and we can we can talk until the buffaloes come home or until our palm ground comes whether he is also you know uh, 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 guilty of having uh, propagated genocide in, in afghanistan and other places in the world etc we can talk about that but just like from from a from a point of view of of decency and humility uh and dignity of the office um when you have a force like that at the most meta level the president of the united states is the person most people model wittingly and unwittingly i think when you start choosing your teachers more carefully and i think there's a minor tragedy there because uh the prime minister may or may not be a lot of things uh but when when he hijacks all conversation and makes it about himself when he looks at everything in the world and looks at from lens of his own victimhood right uh i i i i think that if i was a 10 or 12 year old right going to school how much can i guard against that kind of channeling again how, how much can i guard against channeling that kind of behavior inside myself when virat kohli uh, says who is the i mean perhaps the greatest ever batsman in the odi form in the shorter format of the game when he says things such as if you don't like an indian player go and settle in another country if i'm an aspiring cricketer or when he swears on the field if i'm an aspiring cricketer how much can i guard against that kind of behavior being channeled and modeled inside me because if the greatest player in the world is doing it, if the prime minister of the country is doing it, then obviously there must be something like it. Right. So to to stick to the question, like one of the ways to be able to ask those questions, give the time, is see people who you find uh, uh, aspirational. Right. Uh, uh, you were talking to me briefly about the Passion People podcast that you've been running for two years. I think uh, without even having heard a single episode, I. I, I i i if i can take the liberty that the one thing that will uh, uh, the common thread across those people would be that their heroes their role models 
will epitomize some of these qualities that they that they that they have and that made you you know go and uh, have them on your podcast in the first place. So I find that as a very useful uh, metric. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things I would I have started doing recently is that um, I call for one book every week. Okay. Whether or not I read it. I mean, this is again from Nassim Nicholas Taleb's Anti Library. Mm. For a long time, I thought, <laughs> why should I afford books? I'm not going to reading it, etc. All of that. But but I but I think just like this act of buying books, and again, the 500 rupee metaphor stays there. You can buy a book every week for 500 rupees a month. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you will find that just having the energy of those books, uh, or subscribing to this podcast, uh, just like. Having more diversity uh, uh, in the in the people that you that you look at that you follow, uh, that is maybe another way of arriving um, uh, at a place where because I mean so so it's a, it's a little I I guess an analogy is that the society prepares the crime, the criminal commits it, right? So it is these smaller 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 things that then eventually like it may seem that you had an epiphany today. But it's mostly something that was brewing for a very long time, and today is the culmination of it. So, yeah, uh, uh, there are ways, and you know, even as I say this, I, I I see the inadequacy of my own response because I mean, something like this, you can talk for about six, seven, eight hours, and still not account for everything that needs to happen. Right. But given the tyranny of time and space, I guess that's that's <laughs> one way of looking at it. It's amazing. It's amazing. I. Uh, in in summary right uh, i just wanted to ask you how uh, how it feels uh, to to be featured on the podcast and uh, and whether listeners our listeners can reach out to you in case they have any questions or if they want to know more about the work that you do or if they want to work uh, as an intern or maybe anyway engage with you sure absolutely so so i mean first of all thank you very very much for for um, having me um, on your podcast and you know um, I, I, I guess um, you know uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work towards uh, um, uh, is is you know amounting to more than just my existence so like there's a book that I'm that I'm writing which is going to be out next year uh, and I see the podcast uh, or an opportunity to to share ideas uh, as a as a step in that direction, which is you know being a part of something that is that is greater than yourself. A legacy. Uh, I, 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 it's just too heavy a word for me right now. Uh, I want to be careful of that. But just like you know, the fact that this is reaching out to so many people, and this is not to say that this is useful, but I, uh, from a from a self preservation, self validation standpoint, it just feels better. Uh, then to be just ruminating all by myself, then to you know, uh, as against having someone who's listening and then via this this being now broadcast to hundreds of thousands of people, uh, that's that's a thought which is um, um, which is I mean great any day of the week, but into the holiday season that's a great day to start. That's a great way to start start the day. Uh, about on on the second part of your conversation uh, of your of your question about uh, about people uh, uh, being able to reach out. By by all means, most most of my work is uh, is out there okay. uh, um, on uh, on 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 various forums, and um, yeah, I totally look forward to. Um, I, I I mean, truth be said, 
a lot of the work that is happening today. Um, uh, there was a there's a there's a life and productivity hack video series that I did at the top of the year. So much of it was just informed by what people were asking, like you know people reaching out. Uh, this conversation happened because you know you just reached out uh, on a um, uh, on a on a, on a wing and a prayer. So I, I I am entirely at the mercy of the serendipity of these conversations. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> So, please, by all means, do it. Definitely, uh, I'll I'll take a note of your email ID on the Facebook profile links and I'll put it up in the show notes so, so that people can look out for uh, for you there. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Nagesh. Thank you.